as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. So they have the lefty, lands a big hook, throws another one, Perrier misses, now he just covers up. Perrier, what he got to do with Sedale. Marcellus over to the right side, Arister, he scores! Jack Larrigan gets game three started. Hill steals away from a scrum centering pass up the new one-timer. Taking away Ashton Carter, carries it, ripping side to Paul Cotter, he shoots, he scores! Nice off the boards, but right to Peters, Ali, one touch is the lucky, he scores! Lincoln takes the lead! And a big check by Christian Kager back below his own net. Dumps up toward the far point, Lockburger to Lucky, top left circle, fires the shot and scores! You been! What is going on, Stars fans? Welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Whether it's your first time here or your last time here, we want to take a minute and thank you for uh, jumping on the show and listening to what uh, us two... Uh, jokers. Yeah, Jokers. That's the, that's the word I was looking for, that, to keep it PG and uh, keep it semi-clean here on the show. But these two Jokers have to say about this week's action as the Lincoln Stars split the weekend with the Youngstown Phantoms. Gene, as always, is with me. BA here. Gene, let's start things off and just, uh, how was your week, man? The week was a week. You know, you, you say we split the weekend. That's the theme, right? It's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. So far, we we don't fare incredibly well the first night of a, of a back-to-back, but we've been winning the second. And such was the, such was the case again this last weekend, uh, Sunday, by the way, uh, to finish it off. I had one of the most exciting coaching experiences of my of my coaching career yesterday. Beat beat police in the A League season finale in overtime, thirteen to six, I think, something like that. So you know, and we're talking football here. You're not actually out on the street beating police. Is that correct? That that would be absolutely correct. I, I I'm not an expert here, but I think that's a crime if you do that. Yes, uh, you know. So just to just because you went there. Shout out to police because they have been, I think they've sponsored a football team, a youth football team in Lincoln for as long as the youth football team have been around. And I, I believe so, man. Firefighters and the police. Is firefighters still around? They are not, unfortunately. Okay. But, Back the, but the police still absolutely sponsor and... I uh, can't thank them enough for doing that. Yeah, police were they were the team back in back in my day playing in uh playing for Moose Lodge way back in the uh kind of mid to late 90s. Yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of new like for example when my kid went through they were Leons, they're now Aloe, uh Stonebrook Roofing, Greens Plumbing and Heating and Air Conditioning and Elks is Man, still around, is that correct? Elks is around, okay, and police are around. Other than that, I think it's all new because Manzito used to be a surety, who used to be somebody, and yeah, surety used to be. Oh man, they were around when I played. Oh, still Neiman, had the still had white, the red and white colors. Neiman and Sons is now a sponsor. They used to be Runza. So the green and gold of Runza is gone. They're now the red and black of of Neiman and Sons. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good weekend. Finished it off in the right way. the The old Aloe, the boys from Aloe, are on a three game winning streak. Coming 
Well, uh, now we're heading into one of probably the most ridiculous things I've ever seen is they somebody in their infinite wisdom decided to have a three-team playoff. Some A team dropped out of the league, and so rather than having the top four teams play in the playoffs, they decided to have the first team get a bye, the last, next two, and then the four the four other teams. So, for example, I'm probably whining because we were the we were the four seed. We lost eight nothing to Elks in in week I think three of the seasons. But that was before you were brought on as a offensive coordinator. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to break my own arm off of my back. So let's get back to <laughs> hockey. Let's get back to that hockey. Back to that hockey. Anyways, yeah. So uh, let's kick things off on uh, Friday night. I mean, not a very good showing for the uh, for the boys in the black and blue. I mean, well, first off. Here's the thing. I don't know how closely I'm going to go stats on you here for a minute. Um, is it Adam Bart- Bartoskevich? Owen. Owen Bartoskevich. I might as well, you know, I'm just getting good this year at butchering first names. But Bartoskevich and the goalie from Madison are the top two save percentage and win goalies in the league. And we ran into Owen Bartoskevich on Friday night. I actually thought we started the game okay. I thought the first period was okay, but after. Th- they, they put a three spot on us in the second period, and then we're lucky. In my opinion, we're lucky it ended 3 nothing because it felt like it was about an 8 nothing hockey game by the time the night got over. It definitely did. I mean, it definitely felt like they, they put on more than the three goals that they did. It was, honestly, it felt like a complete beatdown on, on Friday night. Yeah, I was, I was very interested to see how they would rebound on Saturday. I think, I think Rocky, you can always tell when Rocky's got something – very much in his craw because it took him, I don't know, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes after the game to come up to Coach's comment. First off, props to Rocky for actually coming up and doing Coach's comments. Yeah, on we, we like talked that. to yeah. we talked to Joel a little bit about that. And there's been times with coaches in the past where they would just completely blow off the announcer, blow off our, our broadcaster and just not show up and just kind of leave them hanging. So, yeah, definitely. And it's not an easy job to come out there. After after a loss like that, and and fate and and now that they're doing all on the stage, you know, you face the fans. You and well, I know have to answer the questions. Back when I used to cover cover Husker football back in the day, there was a mandatory waiting period after the game. You could not talk to coaches or players on the field. You literally had to stay out of the way until twenty five or thirty minutes after the game. It was called exactly that, the cooling off period, so that you could let some of the emotion from the game go away. Um, again, props to Rocky, props to Joel, because not only are they doing coaches' comments, but they're doing it live in front of a studio audience, which makes it even that much tougher as far as I'm concerned for, for both Rocky and Joel, because Joel's got, you know, Joel's in a tough position where his job is to, good, bad, or otherwise, probably put the rosy colored glasses on a little bit. Then I think sometimes, uh, trying to, trying to get to the point so you don't get looked at like, oh, come on, that was a softball. That wasn't exactly at all happened. And then to Rocky to, to try to answer as unemotionally as he possibly could. But he, he got pretty, you know, he, he was talking about the need to trade people and not finishing pucks. And uh, you and I have talked about this for as long as we've been doing this podcast, about the physicality that Lincoln Stars hockey and Lincoln Stars fans have come to accustomed to, and it's not about fighting. And he talked about that specifically. Yeah, I'm not it, talking if you fight. look at the score sheet, yeah, it looked like it was a physical game. But when we talk about physical physicality, you need to finish your checks. You need to go in the hard areas. You need to win those puck battles. And Friday night, we did none of that. 
Yeah, you just need to check people to begin with. And yeah, I think that Friday night, what was it? I think that we had an hour of penalties. We had 56 minutes. Uh, Youngstown had 46 minutes of penalty. Neither. Uh, both teams should have declined penalties the entire time because I think they finished a combined Is that, is that an option in hockey? Because I think we might need to do yeah, that from here was, on out. It was 0 for 23 between the two teams on the weekend. And Lincoln, I think, is now 2 of 28 on the power play. Again, it's still really early. They're still trying to get their stride a little bit. But I will say, to jump off of Friday night to Saturday quick, just to show some signs of life, you and I talked about this during the first intermission um, Lincoln was down. We were on a we were on a five on three in the first period, and I think we saw more block shots. I think we saw f- four or five block shots in that one penalty kill. I honestly don't remember. We maybe had a glancing blow or something, but I saw four or five full on somebody laying it out the and, block. Blo- and blocking a shot, eating pucks. Right. Yeah, and then we I mean we killed off three on five. I'm not even sure that they had. A good shot on goal, Jan Stack. Who, uh, who knows? I mean, without him, it probably would have been eight nothing. I don't know that I'm not laying anything in Massey's feet there. I'm just saying that Showstack had he got the call both Friday night and Saturday night, and and without him, it might have been eight rip on on Friday night. But then when the team played in front of him on Saturday, it was a completely different ball game, and it uh, it looked it, it was I mean it was night and day. I don't know that I felt like we should have beaten Youngstown eight nothing on Saturday night, but it definitely was. It definitely showed that we belonged on the ice with the defending Clark Cup champion. Yeah, for sure. Let's go back a little bit. You were talking about Rocky coming up and doing the post game conference or coaches comments. One thing I appreciate with Rocky is he doesn't sugarcoat it. There's been coaches in the past where oh everything's fine. They're not going to let the fans know exactly what's kind of going on in the locker room, but he came out and was blatantly obvious that there's going to need to be some changes made. Yeah, you know, there was definitely an attitude adjustment because it was a different hockey team on on Saturday. And we've seen it every weekend so far. I don't know if it's player personnel. I don't know if things that are said in the, in the locker room, uh, what it is. But it definitely, it was a definite grittier hockey team on Saturday that matched the gritty... I'm not going to say dirty like the team that we were playing, um, but we definitely were grittier and, and uh, withstood some of that a little bit more. I, I kind of I was I don't know about UBA, but I was a little shocked at the the style of hockey that actually was being played because we always we always talk about how the Western Conference is a little bit better, but I mean there was some cheap stuff going on. And there was and it was uh, you know going on Friday night it was a more physical game than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same. Same. And then, you know, like I said, I think that Youngstown, who now has two of the top five penalty minute getters who happen to be their captains, a captain and one of their assistant captains in the league, one of them with 33 penalty minutes, another with 30 already through six games or seven games, whatever they've played, and just some of the other stuff that happened in the locker room and in the halls, in the ice box uh, from – from them departing and whatever the blatant else disrespect. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just something that absolutely shocked me. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Cause I mean, all that happened on Saturday and we really, really haven't recapped Friday's game so much. And I, you, we, I've kind of mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of physical, physical altercations on Friday night. One of them being, uh, the hit on Yavash from Andrew Strathman and completely laid out Yavi. Holy crap, man. 
And yeah. then uh, Maltais came in and defended Yavi. I honestly, though, the way Yavi got up, I don't think he needed anybody to defend him. No, me either. Well, and I, you know, I will go back and I'll tell you that that's one of the things that I still don't quite understand. I remember the first time I don't I don't remember what team he's playing for, but Laferriere for Des Moines a couple years ago. Somebody just absolutely laid him out. Clean hit, no penalty called, and all of a sudden the gloves were off, and it was like, hey, you hit our guy. It's it's go time. And so I love Maltes, who ended up getting a suspension for being an instigator in that case because you're right. I I don't know. I'm going to ask you. Did you think that the hit on Yavi was, was a— I, I thought it was a clean hit. So did I. Yep. And I, honestly, the hit that Yavi laid out, and I, I don't know who it was earlier— um, not more than three minutes before that hit, uh, Yavi laid out a hit on one of the Youngstown players and his helmet came off. And that looked like a clean hit to me too. Yeah, same. But same. Yavi got a penalty for, for roughing or elbowing or head contact or something. I don't know what the penalty was. but yeah, It was a two-minute something. But, but as soon as Yavi got out of the uh, the box, uh, he came up with the puck and Strathman laid him out. And I went back and watched the, uh, the broadcast of the games uh, last night because I didn't have anything better else to do. And uh, Postseason baseball... Sunday night football. Yeah. NHL season started. I know. I still didn't have anything better to do. (laughs) But Yavi and Strathman, man, they were talking back and forth all night long. So they both were looking for a He did a great job of talking this weekend. Uh, We'll get into that when we talk about Saturday, right before he got ejected for for misconduct. Yeah. Some of the things that he was saying in the box were very interesting to me. So then later on in the the game, Raph got into, we'll call it a fight. Um I'll say it right now. Raph needs to learn, learn how to throw a punch because. Well, that night he's he's uh, he's he's comported himself pretty well. He has a couple of other tilts. Uh, that one would not probably be at the top of uh, of his highlights in in dropping the mitts, but you know he dropped them. He did. Right down in front of their net, right? Yeah, right now, and, and it happened to be right in front of me, and that's how I knew he didn't really throw any punches at all. I have the whole thing on 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 film and whatnot, and yeah, he came back with the fist, but by the time the fist got to the the point of contact, it was wide open. Right. So it was, it was just a grappling match. It was. It was. As are a lot and of same hockey was, Same was the, the fight with uh, Strathman and, and Maltais. Right. That wasn't much of a fight, but everybody's like, oh, yeah, we won the fights. If you go back and look at it, no, we didn't, we didn't win the game. We didn't win the fights. I, I will tell you that um, I think that the Raftery, whoever he fought Saturday night, looked better than when you go back and watch it on tape. I think the best fight was the... Uh, and it wasn't even a fight. It was the the pushing match with uh, Tyler Wood and uh, ah number two for the uh, for the Phantoms. Yes. Yeah. Um, give me a second, and I will come up with that as well. He spent uh, copious amounts of time in the in the box the other he day. He did. Oh, and of course, then it's not a numerical roster. Oh, Machu. That yeah. isn't actually who I was thinking about. I was thinking. About yeah, uh, Thomas, Lieberman, Charlie Lieberman spent a lot of time in the box yeah. on on Friday. Night. Yeah, it was Thomas Machu and, and Tyler Wood got into it pretty well, and that was right after the that hit that Yavi laid out. Dude, what is it? We talked about this on on the dump and chase last week about you would think that these teams were like Lincoln and Omaha, Lincoln and Youngstown because it it is a chippy mess, like literally every single time. The, you were you're kind of comparing the Lincoln Omaha or Lincoln Youngstown games. Oh versus yeah, Lincoln, so Omaha. we talked about that. We talked about that previously. That 
it's it was interesting that once again you would think that these teams play each other multiple times a year because it seems like they come in with they came in with bad blood and it certainly did not subside through either game this weekend. You said bad blood. I was thinking about was Taylor Swift lyrics right there. Okay, well, I don't know any <laughs> Taylor Swift lyrics, um, and I'm not following the the trailer. Is that what it is? Yeah, the uh, Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift trailer. Uh, yeah, the trailer. One night in Missouri. Right. Um, or you know, I didn't go to the Taylor Swift movie show, whatever it was that you. Took you your would if you to. had a ten year old daughter. Yes, you would. Exactly you would take right. her. Go out and do some breakfast and then go to the Taylor Swift. A little, little buzzer Billy's for breakfast, man. I, I, a little surprising. She's never been down there before, and she was a little freaked out by the gator heads on the wall. Oh, well, how was it, though? It was. I mean, it was... A little Cajun stand, breakfast? Yeah, a little Cajun breakfast. It was pretty good. Sweet. So, I don't know. Do you want to wrap anything up on Friday night? Because, I mean, the game... Well, I, don't, I don't know. really know what there was. It was just kind of a table set. It was, uh, as you said, it, uh, as Rocky said, as we've talked about, it was, it was, a, it was not a fantastic showing from pretty much anybody involved that night got out shot by about 10 show stack. Uh, as I said, if there was somebody that stood out, it might be the fact that he only, we only gave up three goals that night and he probably saved a couple of others, but then I don't, you know, must've been a good sleep because Saturday night they came back and it was a completely, completely different team that was out there. It definitely was, and I, I want to say the star of the show was Blake Montgomery, uh, picking up his first USHL goal and his second USHL, USHL goal. You know, and even before he did that, we talked. I talked earlier when I when I jumped games on you. He had a magnificent penalty kill, uh, like he literally went down and just harassed Youngstown in their own end, and probably helped kill fifteen twenty seconds of a PK. Took the puck from him a couple times down there, just absolutely harassed him before he jumped off, and then he came back and, like you said, I I still think that as that kid progresses this year, he's going to become, you know, he's I think he probably leads the team in shots on goal. I can probably go back to that here at some point, but he finally had a breakaway that he buried, uh, came back later, got a rebound from who was oh that was uh, Jack Picard had a shot on goal that that uh, I think he drew iron and Blake, Blake buried it. To make it four zero, yeah, that that rebound off from Picard was right off the right off the bar and right to Blake. Yeah, and he was there. I mean, he was exactly where he needed to be to to get the good rebound. And if that team shows up, and I think it will, I think it's just a learning. I think, it, you know, me being a hockey expert and everything, continue to believe that it's just. Hey, it's you going have to a be. microphone. You're an expert. Oh, of course, and we're on the internet, right? That that that's definitely true. So then, it, absolutely, I am a. Absolutely, I'm I'm an expert then in saying pos, playing positional hockey and being there when the rebound comes off and being ready with your stick on the ice to bury it because that's exactly what he did on his second. He did, but before uh, before Blake got his first uh, USHL goal, Jared Mangan kicked off the scoring uh, scoring in that second period uh, by putting those stars up one nothing. So shout out to the uh, the veteran of the of the group right there and. Getting, getting, kind of getting things rolling. He's leading, leading the team with three goals, four overall, four total points through six games. So yeah, we're going to need it. We've talked last week about who's going to score goals, and and so far uh, we got Jared, we got Mangs with three, and Montgomery and Kleber with two. Cleves about had another one the other day. He had an apple, um, 
Bakar's got a goal. Fukotic got his first. He did right out a couple of minutes right after Blake got his in, right. in the second period with with the an apple by uh, Peters and, and Dash. Maltese and, and Rafter each have one, but you know we're six games in and we've scored eleven goals, and I don't know that scoring less than two goals a game is going to get you many dubs. It's not. I mean, Youngstown put up twelve in one game, so I mean they right. have they so have a lot more than we do. Yeah, well, you know, the good news is, is we had a lot more than they did on Saturday night. So, And that's all that matters. I mean, we picked up the two points on Saturday night, uh, back to 500 hockey we're playing. And, I mean, we're six games into the season right now. I, Yeah, you would like to be in a little better position, but we're not We're not in a bad spot right now. No, not at all. I mean, we're, you play 500 hockey, you're going to be in the playoffs at the end of the year and give yourself a chance. And we're, we're right there. We're, what, fourth or fifth right now? And... You know, we we keep talking about how the grinds just start. We go on the road this week, play two, and then I think we're on the road again next week, and then I think we only have three game home games in November. Yeah, that's a little odd to me. Yep. And um, are any of them back to back? I don't. I do not believe so. Yeah, I think we're on the road for one, and then home for one because our next one, I I don't even remember where we are, like Cedar Rapids or something on Friday night, and then we're home on on saturday yeah so. something like that uh you want to take a quick break and we'll come back and uh kind of dive into the kind of the bush leaks shenanigans that the yeah, uh, the phantoms uh oh you know what possessed on saturday if, if we're going to wait you know one of one of the things that really took me by surprise was late in the game like maybe right at about five minutes left to go game game's over former youngstown assistant captain justin varner is skating up ice bumps into somebody from Youngstown. He ended up getting a kneeing call, but if you go back and watch it, it certainly wasn't, in t- it was probably a knee, but it wasn't an intentional knee. It wasn't a whatever. And Adam Patella is immediately over there trying to fight him. And, you know, again, it was just, it was just one of those things that kind of took me by surprise because of some of the things that we got last week on uh, beloved Justin Varner and, um, I certainly, it certainly didn't seem like there was any love lost out there this weekend. Yeah, so. they were they were not friends on the ice, that's for sure. So we'll yeah. take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk Bush League. We are back here on Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. It's Bush League time. Uh, the Youngstown Phantoms, man, they are not the uh, the little angels that the, our, our friends from the Dump and Chase podcast are uh, making them out to be. Well, they're probably saying the same thing about our guys since we've talked about it that whole time. But yeah, I you're right. I was I was shocked. I was honestly shocked at some of the stuff I saw the other day. And even some of the stuff that we saw, and, and I'm, I'm hearing some other stuff that is just not happened at the Icebox. It's happened at other arenas with uh, with this uh, organization. Yeah, I, you know, things that, I, I don't know. I don't even know, honestly, BA, how deep I want to go with it. I just kind of want to, I just kind of want to go, huh, and walk away from it. Because the stuff that you saw on the ice, you know, there was, what do we have? Late in the game, it's four... 4-1, I think, Lincoln late in the game, and there's three or four Lincoln guys and three or four Phantoms in the box, and the things that were being said by the leadership from Youngstown towards the Lincoln people about, you know, how bad we suck 
and um, how individual things and and personal things about people's past. And I'm thinking, okay, I think that you're 500. We're beating you as bad tonight as you beat us last night. I think that from a standings perspective, I know it's just what you tell people, right, is you suck. But, you know, sticks being smashed off the wall and almost, you know, they came from, one of the captains came within about a quarter of an inch of getting a gross a gross misconduct um, because he almost hit one of the uh, off-ice officials with his stick with the Chanel. Yeah, I mean, the there, there's, there was Adam Patella that, you know, came in, and I get being pissed off. I, I mean, the trash talk between the boxes, oh, that, that is what it is. That's hockey right there. But the the lack of respect, I mean, you're going into the box, you have other people in there. It's just not not you. You have off-ice officials. You have the the uh, the PA announcer in, in, in the scoring box right there to come in there and start swinging sticks around. It's dangerous. It's Bush League. It's, it's dumb. And, it, you know, heaven forbid, you know, when somebody got hit, I mean – you're getting cut open with the hockey stick. You're you're gonna probably require stitches. And Guess what? I I have been in there before. Before we got glass on those boxes, I'd rather get hit with a puck than get hit with the stick oh, or a skate because I've I've, I've, I've been, been there too. Both, I've so. been there too. I've been hit with with pucks and sticks, and it's it's not a fun feeling. And and that's not a deliberate tomahawk chop. That's just stuff coming flying in. But the the tomahawk chop on the on the glass almost hitting the off ice official. And he got and he got tossed for it, which he should have been tossed. Yeah, it wasn't the first one either. It was the second bang on the glass that uh, we were we were talking to the the refs afterwards, and it was like the first one they were going to let go, but the second one was like, nope. You never know who's going to be watching you. You could you're, you're a scout could be walking in the hallway right there and and see you throw a little temper tantrum like that, and guess what? You might have a different opinion after that. Yeah, you might have just lot. You may have just cost your draft stock, and um, I don't know. I I it's. Honestly, a bit of – I. you can tell that I'm just uncomfortable even talking about it. I'm because, just disappointed. Oh, yeah, I'm disappointed as well. And I just – maybe it's because of the the long-distance friendship that we have with Justin and Sam that I feel uncomfortable talking about this because this is their team. And I certainly, I certainly <laughs> hope that – I certainly hope that my team doesn't doesn't do that. Yeah, I hope, I hope when, when we go – when the Stars go to places and – get their rear ends handed to them, kind of like what happened on Saturday night, that we, uh, our team shows a little more respect. That's yeah, all I got to say. For the arena, for the for the whatever else. And so, anyway, good night that night, as we said. Um, you know what else was a good night, though? What's that? Omaha. Omaha? Yeah, Owen. Owen. Owen 6 Owen now. Who? Owen, Owen 6, six now? man. <laughs> God. Yeah, well, we play one of those Owen teams coming up this weekend, too. We do, and it brought up a, a good question. Who's going to get the first win of the season between Des Moines and Omaha? I'm going to say Des Moines because they've been closer. <laughs> I'm thinking Des Moines because we play them Friday night. Yeah. And, you know, the, our, our track record on Friday nights have not, has not been good this year. Yeah. Um, God, and speaking of, what are they, 0-5-2, I think? Yeah, Two overtime losses. Yeah, I, I was looking at the standings earlier today too. Did you see that Sioux City has three overtime losses? They're whatever two, four, and three on the season, something like that. It was not many years ago that Tri City got into the playoffs and had a good run because they had oh like yeah fourteen overtime losses. That was the year before the, they won the Anderson Cup, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe so. And I mean they they were they were doing what they needed to do and pick up points, and that's what Sioux City's doing right now. True that. 
True that. Um, so what what stood out to, what stood out to you on Saturday night, VA? I think I you know as far as the stuff on on the positive stuff that stood out. I mean, we we kind of talked. Obviously, the 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 shenanigans is what stood out the most. But if you're looking at positive stuff, Blake Montgomery, man, kid was working his tail off. He did it on his debut at the Icebox on uh, against Madison, where he had the four short. Not shorthanded, but four uh, breakaway opportunities. Kids, kids, a grinder. He hustles out there, and he definitely is one of the guys that I'm excited to watch and see how he develops out throughout the year. Well, there's a you know Aiden Jans. I think he's an 07. He had an opportunity this weekend. I thought he looked good. Again, the young kids are are growing up right before our eyes. Kleber continues to be a force out there. Kleber's throwing, showing some uh, some leadership out there that I, I noticed and I know that the stars have not picked uh their leadership squad yet out there and I know you Joel and I have kind of discussed things a little bit who we think we should uh who should get the captaincy and some of the uh, some of the letters and well I don't know that we were discussing who should get it we were discussing who we thought yeah who are it. yeah I mean obviously we have no say in the matter but like if we were betting if we were our Putting money on the on the money line on who's going to get the C's and A's. That but I, I think Cleves definitely threw his hat in the ring after this weekend. I, well, I do too. I do too. I think Jimmy Jersev has been pretty solid and is one of the older guys out there. And um, you know, I Mangs is he's leading the team in scoring. Not that not that there is anything to that. I think that there's still a list of individuals that that make. It's going to make it interesting, and I think that until Rocky can not come up after the first game of a weekend and say, "I worry about this team. If I have to trade some people, I have to trade some people." I don't know that we're going to see. I don't know that we're going to see letters awarded, or maybe maybe we will start seeing some A's show up until until a C steps forward. Yeah, and I I don't know how Rocky. I know that. Most of the time, it's voted on by by the players on who the captaincy should be. But I think ultimately, it's when that is announced that uh that uh it's on the coach when when it's going to be given out. Yeah, and I don't you know there's not a hurry. We're six games into a sixty. We're a tenth of the way through the season at this point. Then so there's not a huge hor- huge hurry. You might as well get it right rather than just rushing into it. All right, so we we mentioned his name quite a bit this evening, Blake Montgomery. Uh, why don't we get him on the podcast and see what he, his thoughts are on the weekend? Sounds like a fantastic idea. All right, Stars fans, we dropped his name many times on the podcast already. We heard it on uh, on other podcasts, be- all podcast episodes before because this kid's a grinder. He's working his tail <laughs> off, picked off his first two USHL goals this weekend. Blake Montgomery joined the program. BMO, man, how's it going tonight? Good, you know, got a little beat up in paintball earlier, but you know, glad to be on here. Oh, did you guys get the day off today? Go out and chase each other around with uh, with <laughs> orbs of paint. <laughs> yeah, it was good team building. You know, bit painful. You know, got in some spots you don't want to get hit in, but it was fun. All right, well, you're talking painful, getting hit hit by paintballs, man. You blocked a couple of shots this past weekend on the PK, man. What hurts most, a puck or uh, paintballs? Oh, definitely the puck. More to the sticks to the back, too. Those are a bit rough. Yeah, you took a couple of those big ones down in the crease, especially late on Saturday. <laughs> Man, um, it's ridiculous. 
Uh, so I don't know if, if you want to answer this question or not, but as a guy who hangs out in the penalty box with you guys when you're in there, do you and Andrew Strathman have some some history or something going back? Because I mean, he was he was chirping you about your brother Bryce, who what he played in Cedar Rapids a little bit, but uh, you know, it seems to me like maybe he's been drafted and got to play in a preseason game or two for who the the Hurricanes this year or the Panthers. Then yep. and I mean, he was just uh, seemed like you guys maybe went to elementary school together and you stole his girlfriend or <laughs> yeah, something. I was going to say maybe you got it with his sister or something, but I don't know. <laughs> no, not like that. I don't know. He just seems like a heated kid. So I only t- really only took a few words to make him tip his lid, but I don't know how he knows anything really. Unless he was just pouring out of his butt, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought he, it was funny. He might be just checking the game notes prior. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I suppose it's, uh, it's, you know, what was interesting, Blake, and I, I, it would be interesting. I don't really want you to even talk about this because this is a locker room thing, but just the (laughs) difference all season long about the way you guys play on game one, as opposed to the way you play game two, it's like, there's something that, you know, some, some reminder that needs to happen, but some of the things that he was talking about, you know, you know, how bad he thought we were. And I'm thinking, dude, we're up on you as much as you were up on us last night. Hey, hey we scored more than they did. On well, Friday, that's true. So. We did. I don't know if we did at that <laughs> yet at that point, though. But um, all right. So tell us a little bit about your Lincoln experience so far. Is it is the USHL what you expected it would be? You probably got to see it a little bit of it through the eyes of your your brother when he was here, and I think he played up in London. But tell us a little bit about your experience and your journey to get to Lincoln. Yeah, definitely. Coming into the USHL, it's definitely a lot more than I expected at first. You know, took took a lot more conditioning, a lot more strength. You know, preseason when I played uh, my first preseason game it was just such a shock. Like the difference in pace and the physicality, especially playing against Omaha too. On top of that, but and then you know Nebraska and Lincoln. It's, great city like i did not expect this at all when i got drafted here back in uh may i was like lincoln i wasn't really sure what was here there's anything here so you know coming here well i had two original bills nick and lisa meeting them at first and then obviously Oli got traded so jeff and jill you know i've just been you know in great spots you know nothing to complain about uh, you mentioned Lincoln. It's it's a little more than cornfields of what everybody else thinks it is, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's a lot going on, no doubt. So what's what has been? So just you're talking pace and and strength of the game. So say, having said that, you're six games in. You're you you got your first two goals the other day. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, but what do you think the biggest attributes of Blake Montgomery? I mean, you're a big kid. You seem to be really long, which um, you know, they talk a lot about in football and they talk a lot about in basketball, but I've not really noticed being long as being an advantage until, especially for a forward, usually your D or your long guys, but what, what is, what's your biggest attribute? What do you bring to the ice that, that really kind of helps, helps your game? Definitely my skating ability and my speed out there. I feel like I'm sometimes just a step ahead of guys and, you know, they're not going to catch me. Obviously, you've seen a lot of breakaways. Wish there were more goals, of course, but you know, I feel like my speed catches a lot of guys off guard. 
I'm sure you've become a regular listener of the podcast because you just said something that we've been talking about from the very beginning. And what was it? The first home game. I think you maybe had four breakaways that night. And we're probably wishing that nobody would remember that and that the flow, the flow feed would get, you know, abolished or whatever. But, but we were talking about that once you figured out these USHL goalies and started figuring out how to put the back, the puck in the back of the net that it was probably going to be go time for Blake Montgomery. Is that the kind of the way you feel? Yes, indeed. Yep. So is the game slowing down for you, Blake? In other words, you know, there's always as a, as a baseball guy myself, there's times where the pitch comes in looking like a beach ball and it's a lot easier to hit. Another time it looks like a grape coming in. Is the game slowing down for you now? Uh, I'd say yes and no. Like it, I definitely feel like I'm slowly getting more comfortable and it feels like I'm getting a little more time with the puck each game. But I feel like it also just kind of comes from, you know, as you said, it's my sixth game in. I feel like it just comes from getting comfortable and more and more game experience in the league. So you talk about having more time with the puck. Uh, kind of walk through your your uh, your first goal with us uh, last on Saturday night. Oh yeah, we were originally on the PK. I was coming at the D, and then Kessling it came out to him. He got it and he passed it up to me. And Mason's my roommate, so like <laughs> we're always talking about like all the chances I missed. So when he gave me the puck in the back of my head, I was like, "Oh, I have to score this, or he's gonna give it to me." So I came in, you know, I was practicing that all week and before the game, you know, just getting a quick move in, wait, like because originally I feel like the other ones I was coming in and I was make, making my move too late, so I made my move nice and early and opened up the goalie way earlier and just put it right in. And hearing the ice box just explode after I scored, that was just amazing. Just wait till yeah. Just wait till you don't have fifteen thousand people at a volleyball game across the street from you, and you have <laughs> about know. double the crowd in there, and it's Omaha. Hey, uh, Blake, knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> Owen. Owen. Who? Owen six Omaha. <laughs> this, it, this has been our running joke on on the podcast all season long, and we're gonna keep going until Omaha finally picks up a victory. So. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's that's tough for them for sure. Tough bounce. It, yeah. it is. Uh, then uh, later on in the in the third period, you kind of scored your your second goal, but that one I think even I could have scored on. I mean, oh. the, the 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 rebound off of the, off the post with a car shot, man. You yeah. had a wide open net. Okay, so oh, yeah. first off, before you answer that, just picture that BA could have scored it but he probably still would have been at the, about the blue line hey. if not the red line trying to get there so <laughs> they don't ask how they ask how many and i have about five goals in beer league okay okay all right so anyway let's go back to ba says that he could have scored that too but uh how big did that puck look to you coming off off of uh i think it was picard's rebound right yeah the craziest part about it like he he shot it so fast and it came out so quick like i just got it last second i I don't know. So I will. I don't want to say it was a little lucky, but it honestly was a little was because I got all of it just perfectly right, right in the middle of the net. <laughs> Felt good to get that one too. Just a little rebound, just gifted up from Pex. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, I mean, how much fun is it this time of year? I've been waiting for for your roommate Mason. I think he scored fifty eight goals in the BC last year. For Cody's got his first one the other day. It's oh, yeah. it's just a matter of time before Mason puts one buries one in the back of the net too, right? Oh yeah, he's very do. He's hungry for it too. But now, and now he was joking with you about all the times he missed. You have two up on him now. So has has the tights <laughs> turned in the in the household? Yeah, a little bit. Not really though. Still a rookie. <laughs> 
maybe what you need to do is put, well, so is he, but maybe what you need to do is put that thing on a chain and you can just wear it around the house and show it to him, <laughs> show him what the first goal in the USHL looks like when it gets scored. <laughs> might, might have fired him, might come out and score a hat trick if I do that. Hey, yeah. we, we'll, we'll take it, man. Any, any, any <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, goal production we'll take. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and you guys live with Yavi too, right? Yep. All right. Well, I was just absolutely. So he uh, does he does he keep you two separated and keep you guys grounded? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Man. He's been at my house a couple times, and I don't know that that's uh, I don't know that that Yavi's going to keep anybody grounded either. I hope he's a lot calmer off the ice than he is on the ice because uh, Saturday oh, yeah. night he was an animal. I mean, both nights he was a freaking animal. Oh yeah, he was getting riled up. Right on. Okay, so you talked about uh, you. Been, you're in your second billet house. I think that was probably transportation related, right? Because you don't have a car, yep. and so yep. you had to get get ride with somebody after Ole got traded. So, what has been your your favorite? You talked about how much different Lincoln has been than what you anticipated. You're a Maryland guy or Maryland area guy. You've uh, played at Mount Saint Charles. You played for the the Rockets in the NCDC. Um, so what, what has, is this your first billet? I mean, those that's prep school stuff, right? So is this the first billet yeah. op- opportunity you've had? I had a billet my U15 year in Pennsylvania. That was my first year with the billet with the skipjacks, your town skipjacks. Right on. That sounds like they'd have some pretty cool gear. <laughs> yeah, they weren't bad. That's good. Mixed feelings on it for sure though, from everyone. Okay. So, but you're in Philly or uh right where where were you in pennsylvania uh where was it york so how far away from me i mean it seems like when you get out to that part of the world you can jump on a train or a car or something and oh, yeah. be everywhere in about two hours ago. yeah it was like two and a half hours from maryland so mom and dad got up to to see you and whatever yeah, often sure. so what's it like now being as far away from from home as you are and know and you know your mom and dad have Bryce playing, I think in South Carolina, and you're playing in playing in Lincoln, and and being out of the house and away from home for the first time, and you know, like you said, you you talked about how surprised you were by Lincoln. So just just talk about that whole that whole part of your life. Yeah, you know, the first year I was away, it was definitely a big like change, you know, because it comes with like gotta be a lot more responsible, you know, you're kind of on your own in a way. So it was definitely we I want. I would say weird. It was definitely really weird at first, but, uh, you know, but it comes with all the benefits, you know, you're out playing hockey, you know, it's all you're doing. You can do stuff on your own time and all that. But the biggest like difference I'd say that, hmm, how do I, how do I word this? Definitely. (laughs) I don't, probably stupid definitely just in the new house like being in my room you know it's like weird honestly when i come out sometimes i kind of forget like i'm in nebraska when i wake up I'm like oh man i gotta like make my own breakfast and all that so it's definitely because <laughs> my mom moved to bermuda my uh the pa year so she's been away for a while she actually hasn't seen me play since i was uh 14 in person really yeah she gonna make it to lincoln at some point you think Oh yeah, I think she's coming down before the Christmas break. Right on, nice. Yeah, I got another idea for you. Make Kesserling make breakfast for you until he catches up and gets that first goal. How's that sound? 
<laughs> You're gonna have to tell him that one. I don't know if I can tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that's coming too. He's he's shown too many flashes and has too much history. Once he gets it figured out, he's gonna start burying burying pucks too. So not too worried about that. So. Oh yeah. So going back to the hockey a little bit, we have. Uh, I'm going to say our first road trip of the year. I'm going to exclude Pittsburgh out of that because that's kind of kind of where yeah. all the teams kind of kind of collaborate and whatnot. But what are you looking forward to getting on the road going up to uh, Des Moines this weekend and on Sioux City on Saturday? Um, definitely the change in like the rink we're playing in because, you know, we only had home games so far. So it's going to be weird playing in another team's barn in front of their fans and all that. Have you been so. in any of the other barns with your brother and when he was in the no, SHL? No, not. Yeah, not at all. Because uh, Des Moines is an asshole. I will tell you that right now, and uh, there is no atmosphere in Sioux City whatsoever. Oh yes. yeah, it'll be it will be polar opposites of each other. Prepared to get chirped like you were being <laughs> chirped by Andrew Strathman by the entire game by the entire crowd at Des Moines on Friday night. Uh, <laughs> it has become some. It's kind of like the reason people love playing in the ice box is that the crowd's right there and they're loud and they're obnoxious yeah. and you got to go out kind of through them. So be ready for that. But then like, like BA said, the Tyson event center is a concert venue that they play hockey in and uh, it's, it's dead. So you're going to have to bring your own energy Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you, Man. do you have a, a go-to bus movie that you, that you enjoy watching on the road trips? Uh, normally I ask some of the boys for recommendations. On the way to Pittsburgh, uh, Rafferty, he recommended Interstellar. That was a good watch. We've heard that before. I might have to go watch Interstellar. I don't know. Oh, yeah, after, it's a good one. It's long, but it's good. After, after Raf's fight on Friday night, he needs to go watch Goon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been chirping Raf all, all night long. I mean, I don't think he threw one punch in that in that fight at all, but... I've definitely seen him chuck some knocks before, so I mean, I've been yeah, kind of giving him crap all night. Long, so, uh, favorite Halloween candy? Mm. Big candy corn guy, aren't you? Three Musketeers. Oh, Ooh. really? You're the guy. Yeah. You're that guy. Okay. <laughs> I would be that guy. Uh, favorite or what's the, what's the best go to Halloween costume that you had? I was a ninja one year. I thought that was really cute. And you got to like roll that out here. I think we play at home on November 3rd or 4th, something like that. So maybe you got to roll that out and wear it underneath your uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little sword in the back. There you go. There you go. Uh, and the sword celebration after you score on, on military night would be great. Oh, on cheese the thing or something? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. All right, Blake. Well, we appreciate you. Sorry for again for the late notice. We appreciate you jumping on. Welcome to Lincoln. Congrats yeah, on the you. first the first two goals. I will tell you that one of the other things that we talked about before you came on was um, it just seemed like for you in particular, you guys were on a five on three PK, and you just I mean you made you made them look stupid. You were down there harassing them. They couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. You were a one-man wrecking crew on that first PK, and it was just like, okay, Blake Montgomery, BMO's here to play tonight. And so uh, just so you know about Lincoln hockey fans, they're, they're not going to just notice the guys who put the, put the puck in the net. They're going to notice the guys who do the little things like wear shots and, and – back check and four check and play hard and be gritty yeah, and awesome. whatever. So uh, keep up the good work. Keep, keep working hard. Um, tell will. Mason we'll, we'll give, we'll give him an opportunity to respond at some point soon. And I have no doubt that 
that he's going to, you know, do big things in Lincoln this year too. So thanks oh, yeah. for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back here on Thunderstruck, your official Lincoln Starts podcast. We kind of mentioned it with BMO right there. Starts are going up to Des Moines on Friday night. Tough place to play, uh, even though the team's not that good right now. But uh, obviously, Lincoln has not fared too well on Friday night. So hopefully, uh, we can we can kind of break that here on a team that's below us on the standings and kind of kind of right the ship there in Des Moines on Friday night, and then kind of roll into Sioux City and take care of business on Saturday nights like we normally do. Early season. Um Everybody's trying to find their footing, some more than others, and I can't wait till this team puts it together and we have more Saturday nights than we than we do Friday nights. And I think that it's absolutely coming. Um, the goaltending's where, you know, I talked about Bartoskevich and I talked about the guy from Madison. Well, Showstack's right there, top three or four in those categories as well. Um, I think Massey will get it going before too long, and, and once we start, putting the puck in the net. If we could start scoring four goals a night, we're, we're going to be just fine. You know, I was we were kind of talking about it there a little bit. I wonder if uh, we just kind of set our clocks ahead a day and make Friday Saturdays, and maybe it's a mental thing. Yeah, we're – God, we might be undefeated on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, we might oh, be. The, did we go Friday, Sunday a couple weeks ago or Saturday, Sunday? We went Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so forget that whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Saturday. scratch that because uh, it's the first, game of the, the first game of the week and that we <laughs> yeah. kind of struggle with. So let's just play – Back to back to back second games. No more first games. We just play yeah back to back back to second, back to second games. games. So yeah, uh, Des Moines on Friday night up there at the uh, the Madhouse and Hickman, then the Tyson Event Center in Sioux City, Iowa on Saturday night. You gonna go up to the games or do you have? I'm actually going to be out of town, heading south this weekend, going down to see my in laws in southwestern Missouri. Maybe do a little fishing. Um, Not as far as south. I was thinking. I was thinking maybe Cancun or something like that. You no, know, I actually have a brother-in-law in Puerto Vallarta, but don't have enough time to get that far south yet. Yeah, I'm maybe debating on going up on Saturday to Sioux City. Uh, Des Moines out of question. Friday nights works kind of sucks and gets in the way of gets in the way of the extracurriculars. Yeah, that'll be got to do it to make to do the extracurriculars, right? Unfortunately, that's the way things are working because uh, you didn't win the Powerball and I didn't win the Powerball. Well, I'd be building my new rink right now if I won it. So that would that would we, be very we true. Would. We'd have a record, recording studio right there. We would, man. That'd be nice to have a little little Joel. I think Joel would appreciate a little yeah, recording studio in the in the in go. the arena. Gene, I know you asked a question in our group chat with Joel and I, but before we wrap things up, you had a trivia question for us. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking for help answering this. I think we know of two, and if anybody else can name those two, and anybody else, we'll come up with some sort of a fantastic prize. We'll buy a hot dog or something. We'll have a you know Swede shoot a hot dog at yet a game or something like that. But does can anybody tell us the name of at least the two individuals that have played at least one game for every USHL team in the state of Nebraska? So at least one game in a Lancers uniform, a Stars uniform, and a Tri City Storm uniform. I know I came up with one and you came up with one. And so I came I, up with two actually. You yeah, asked the question. True. You answered and I came question. up with two. So you're right. I only I only knew the knew of the one. So yeah, so uh, drop a comment on wherever you see the link of the show uh, posted on Facebook. So I know I posted in a couple different places. So if you got the answer for me, drop a comment on there, and we'll see everybody at the rink.